0: Haseo from the past, present and future. I'm Scott Hamza and thank you so much for listening to the fourth episode of the second series of Time Travel Film Club, a weird, wild and gobstopping collection of time travel films you might not have seen, spanning a range of decades, countries and genres. Joining me as always in the TTFC, to my right, it's our resident science guy, James Donnelly.
1: Great to be here again, Scott. I have one of my picks today, so I'm really excited for everybody's opinions. Uh, but if you don't like the film... You don't like me, and so I'll be really sad. <laughs>
0: it's
2: going to be an interesting chat.
0: <laughs> and to my left, as always, it's our film fact finder extraordinaire. It's Adam Hedges. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, boys, we are back for our fourth entry this season. And as James said, we have circled background to him. James has picked 2017 Korean film, A Day. A Day is directed by Cho Sun Ho, who also writes it, along with Lee Sang-hak. Stars Kim Young min Byun yohan Han, Yoo Jae-myung, and Jo Yoon-hing and has a runtime of an hour and 30 minutes. James is only picking films where all of the letters are in his name for the rest of the season. <laughs> I think that's what, uh, James, tell us a bit about your selection for today.
1: Well, the film I've picked is one of the hardest films to ever find online because oh it is God. just called A Day. That's it. The film is A Day. Now, it would make it slightly easier to search for A Day 2017, but whatever you do, don't get confused between A Day... 2017 Korean mystery thriller featuring a female character getting hit by a car, doctors, hospitals, and a main actor with the surname
0: Kim. Sounds familiar.
1: With the film One Day, a 2017 Korean mystery thriller featuring a female character getting hit by a car, <laughs> doctors, hospitals, and starring a main actor with the surname Kim.
2: I think I've watched the wrong film. <laughs> I don't want to panic you both, but no, I'm just joking. I have, I have watched the right film, pretty sure. I, I haven't seen many Korean films in my kind of like, in my time travel and, and film sort of like searchings. Um, really liked this though. I'm going to say that early. I thought this was a good film very in
0: vogue at the moment i mean Mm. i say at the moment last five years parasite obviously like between parasite and squid games everyone's into south korean content at the moment but yeah same as you adam i had never heard of a day the time travel film i'd never heard of like the whole i'd never heard of any of the or seen any of the actors in this before it was like a wholly new experience
2: i mean i knew that i knew that korea's film industry is booming and has been for quite a long time now um so i've got a few little
0: interesting bits and pieces to tell you later on about that if you'd like and james of course you mentioned like how difficult it is to search for this film where did you guys watch it
1: i watched it on prime uh i think i still had to pay for it but i did watch it on amazon prime
2: yeah i i searched for a day and it just found every film beginning with the letter a um which was difficult so if you if you search a day 2017
0: that's how I found it. So yeah, it was on Prime as well. So fantastic. Now, before our dads get here to walk us to school, if our listeners want to get in touch with the Time Travel Film Club, how can they do that, guys? They can like us on Facebook at Time Travel Film Club or follow us on Twitter at Time Travel Club. And if you want
1: to tell us how you'd orchestrate a car crash to get revenge on your enemies, you can do so at <laughs> Reddit on R slash Time Travel Film Club or through our email, Time Travel Film Club at gmail.com. James's
2: darkest one, yet, definitely.
0: And so, without further delay, James, Adam, there's no weeks, months or years for you today. It's time for a day. Hawkwatch. Adam, sing the Hawkwatch theme. Hawkwatch! Motherfucking Hawkwatch! Yes, Hawkwatch. Uh, Ethan Hawke is a novelist. Something I have Excuse me? Ethan Hawke is a novelist. This is the depths of Ethan Hawke-based information that I could find. (laughs) Ethan Hawke has written four books. uh, And they are not, uh, uh, you know, research books or his like life story or anything like that. Fiction novels, Smushy novels, novels, uh, fiction novels. I've got there were four of them. Two of them were a bit, you know, uh, uh, much of a muchness. But uh, but recently, his third novel. A bright ray of darkness was released. Which like that. That sounds like the name, <laughs> like a, really, such a shit. A crap name. metal band would it have does, that yeah, as their yeah, yeah. album name. Now I knew I knew that would be the reaction. Cause yeah, it doesn't sound and the story no. honestly sounds a bit dull. Yeah. It's like, you know, fathers and 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 the industry and stuff like that. However, he has previously written a book that I was like, why is Ethan Hawke writing this? Rules for a night. And it's like a series of like it's a night. In Night Times, who is... No, wait, sorry. Oh, right. It's a knight at with night time? A knight with a a head man night man in the night times. Yeah, yeah. in the kn K... Night Times. I couldn't yeah, see no, the K, I, I could, didn't I get couldn't, it. Yeah. Right,
2: right. It's a knight... I'm K-blind. In
0: those <laughs> <laughs> in those night times, writing down the rules of how to be a knight. And it's like... <laughs> kind Chivalry. of like an allegory. Yeah, it's loosely, I think, an allegory for like how to be a man or how to be a good adult in society. But there's like, be chivalrous and all this. All written... Through the character of a knight, I'm in gonna God I'm gonna, gonna read well. the fuck out of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm sp- into that.
1: I'm immediately thinking of the excellent Sean Connery film Dragonheart. Yeah, where he talks about how uh, a knight's heart is full of valor. Mm. Um, and I honestly,
2: I whilst I am not a toxic man, I am gonna read this potentially toxic masculine book. I there's that really fantastic medieval uh, manuscript about how to be a knight for real. I've not heard of this. I've that. not heard of that either. I went to the, um, a few years ago, we went to the Leeds uh, Armouries Museum, which is a fantastic day out, by the way, if you're ever interested in going there. But they have demonstrations that they put on for, like, sparring for knights, and they use this manuscript as in, you know, like a like oh. a manual for how to fight as a knight and how to behave as a knight. That's really inter- it's really interesting that he's basically copied that. Um, <laughs> maybe he was there. Maybe he was there. I I, the, the
0: endearing thing about the fact to me is that he's done it more than once, more than twice, more than th- like four books is yeah. good. and He'll probably end up with a fifth. I. It would have been so easy for him to be like. There's so many actors who've released one musical album because they fancied it. Hugh Jackman did it. Russell Crowe did it. I've got a lot of money.
1: I'm going to take the weekend off and I'm going to write a book or write an album. I'll do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I'll write a book right now. Exactly. Yeah. I'll just sprinkle about some bit because I fancy doing it and I'm rich as shit and I can. Whereas Ethan Hawke is into it. He's into it. He likes it. He's done it multiple times and will continue to do it again. So again, many bows to Ethan Hawke's. Wait, no, many feathers to his bow. Is that the saying? Many feathers. Strings. Feathers to a yeah, cap? Strings usually a string to bow. Strings in a bow. To a bow. Yeah. There feathers are feathers in a cap as well. Think you need well. to read the night feathers books. The yeah, I should. <laughs> I should. As a, as a hawk, I
1: would suggest probably we go for the feathers in the cap part. Feathers the, in the yeah, cap. Yeah. The problem is the, is is the hawk rule, feathers in the cap.
0: Rule one for rules for a night is don't be colorblind. And so I, um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna have oh, to God. put the book down. Yeah. I know. Now a man who could like probably advise on my colorblindness somewhat as a medical professional given a heart surgeon so he's not gonna get like super deep in in my brain is dr <laughs> kim joon young that was a segue wasn't it that, that was a good segue, that was a good segue. <laughs> that's interesting we open this film with our lead character dr kim joon young he is on a plane his plane is about to land into seoul it is 9 58 a.m tuesday may 17th that's david beckham's birthday oh. is it which uh. i know off by heart i didn't that's look a bit that weird. up i know mm-hmm. when i was in primary school like all of us all of the boys would find out what footballer was born on our birthday and my best friend at the time was May 17th and he used to always brag about like oh David Beckham was born on the set. I have David Beckham because I had nobody and now as well as David Beckham today is dr kim's birthday in the fiction of the movie it's probably also david beckham's it's, it's, birthday. it's his daughter's birthday in the fiction not his of the birthday movie. david beckham's very big in south korea so they could people could be celebrating his birthday as well within the fiction of this film but and maybe that's why dr kim is preoccupied and doesn't give a shit about his daughter's birthday mm-hmm. maybe that's what he's yeah, spending it could his, yeah could yeah, be exactly. between he's the lines he's flying a back but. from david beckham's anyway sorry he's been with the un
2: um, he's been with
0: <laughs> <sorry, just laughs> the sorry, <casually>. sorry. <laughs> with the un been with the un it is Dr. Kim's uh, daughter's birthday. Things are not going too well with her via text. He's trying to arrange to meet her. She's being a bit moody. Uh, justifiably, she's a very uh, young child. She's not like 17, 18. She's like, what, 9, 10? Something like that. Is there any reference to the mother throughout this, by the way? Not that I no. ever. Heard.
2: I I wondered who she stays with when he's just off with the UN.
0: She lives in that arcade with those two <laughs> oh, children. <does> she? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a
2: she's That's a it. video game character. That's I, what this is. I assume she has a mother,
1: but yeah. I don't think it's mentioned or no, it's not mentioned. Yeah. I,
2: pre- I presume probably there's just a nanny. Somewhere that takes care of her when she's like, or I don't know, but an opair so, of some kind. Yeah, I just thought it was.
0: We do cut to uh, Doctor Kim's daughter. She explains that while her dad is a very famous doctor, he is not there day to day by any means. We cut back to the airport. Doctor Kim is. It seems like quite a stand-up guy, even despite what his daughter's saying. He's he's passing on the VIP gate. He passed on first class in the plane. He seems like quite an affable gent wheels. Down to earth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we find out he's been volunteering with the UN, not even like working for them or taking a salary. He's he's, he's given his, his life to, you know, committed medical aid. It's a good thing he does give his life over to committed medical aid because nearby a child is choking on a gobstopper. And so the child, choking on a gobstopper, is rescued by Dr. Kim, nice and heroic, jumps a barrier, loads of people watching, uh, uh, the mother screaming. It's very dramatic, very good for his, his PR. And in a further effort to enhance his PR, his assistant or, or, or like... His sous chef. <laughs> I honestly, I <laughs> yeah. could not
1: tell. when he, he is so obsessed with him. It was his Renfield is yeah, the only way yeah. I could describe that's it. A great, yeah, yeah, that's Renfield. a great way of describing yeah, yeah. it.
0: So his, his Renfield has lined him up a surprise press conference. And it again just gives us the information that not only has he been volunteering with the UN, but also that the impetus for leaving his wonderful job where he was youngest, most successful guy in the hospital and doing great things, leaving all that, the impetus was his daughter almost died. And so mm. we just take that and we leave that there. So... His daughter almost
1: died and he thinks the best thing to do about that is to never be with her and to go
0: volunteering in other countries. Yeah. (laughs) Right, okay, yeah, fine.
2: There's more people than just his daughter, so...
0: We're out of the airport and Kim is busy texting his daughter saying, you know, I will not be late. And so Q, a really nice good vibes montage, some nice scenery, some delightful music, beaming smiles, father and daughter. His daughter m- is gunning down zombies <laughs> yeah, at <well>. one point
1: <laughs> as well, yeah. just to remind you, it's not that yeah. beautiful. It's yeah, all yeah. good
0: times so though, everyone's having a lovely time. Uh, we Virtual zombies, James. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I did.
1: I was very jealous at the time when I was like, ah, oh, I loved Time Crisis, I wish I could mm-hmm. have a bit of, of time <laughs> right now. House of the Dead,
2: like three maybe? Ah yeah, that was yeah. great.
0: Now, the good times are all ended uh, uh, very swiftly by the journey continuing for Dr. Kim and unfortunately being interrupted by a car accident. He drives up. The camera is very selective here. So it's it's side on and we see him pull up to the crosswalk. We initially we only see that crashed cab and the people rushing to the taxi and, you know, sort of like screams and shouts. And there's obviously something right. And, and so. Unfortunately for Dr. Kim, with, with great doctor comes great responsibility. Oh my God. He has to get out. He has to get out uh, to hell with his daughter. My,
2: my first thoughts here were, he's just a good guy. He can't help himself, can he? He's like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a, he's a doctor through and through. He's well, just like ready to help whenever something I'm, happens.
1: I'm not sure if this is true around the world. Uh, I know that certainly in the UK, you have a responsibility when you become a doctor. Or from my own experience, when my mother was a nurse where if you do witness something like an accident or someone injured, you are supposed to go and help that person. Hippocratic Oath? Yeah, the Hippocratic Oath that? is part of that. And for my for my mother, for example, she was doing her driving test. Mum, I know you're listening. She was doing one of her driving she- tests, and they asked her the question of, oh, if you saw someone at the side of the road who'd had an accident, what would you do? And she was, she said, well... I would get out and help them. And they're like, no, you're not supposed to do that. And she went, no, I, I have to. I have I'm a to. nurse. Yeah. <laughs> Trump card, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so get out and help them. Dr. Kim does. The driver of the taxi is in a very bad way, swiftly getting much, much worse. Circle in the drain. Uh, uh, someone who's already like firmly down the drain in the sewage system about a mile away from the, ha- <laughs> oh, the home. Is the, is the woman, unfortunately, in the backseat of the taxi yeah. who has who just, just died. Dr. Kim is helping as best he can. He's, he's making sure that the taxi driver is looked after. We get uh, a, a medic arriving and then... Some paramedics arriving, a big ambulance. I had to kind of like in my head get a distinction because I initially thought the medic arriving was an ambulance of some regard, but then no, the the legit ambulance with yeah. paramedics arrives. So I thought like the 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 initial guy could almost be like a like a campus or a, a, a local helpery guy well, medic. Yeah, security well, like sometimes guard. you get
2: private ambulances in the UK, don't you? That are that kind of work for the ambulance service as well. And you see them quite a lot. well. You see them loads these days because there's no ambulances. Yeah, but um, and in
1: America they have first responders. Yeah, who sorry, have I've- medical training but that aren't officially powered. Yeah, credits. well it's,
2: it's like when he arrives and, and uh, the doctor says have you got like the bit of kit that we the need, bit the aspirator. That we need. He doesn't have it. I think probably they wouldn't have that on
0: board their their ambulance, but the proper ambulance would. And He never so. the, that character never. It's Leeman Chul, our mm. sort of co-time traveller in this film. He never exhibits any medical knowledge or medical motivations moving forward. So I think he's almost just like a, a van driver driving around, like not a van driver, but you know what I mean. Like he's got a little helper van with some guard stuff. He's like a kind of security guard, kind of a medic, kind of just a guy who's driving around, like. Community police officer, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, it's not a far off comparison, to be honest. So as I said, Lehman Shull arrives, helps out a bit. The paramedics arrive, help out even more. And they do say to Dr. Kim, we can take over from here. We're we're more than well equipped. Dr. Kim tells them, he's like, I also think someone's injured over on the crosswalk as well up there. But I have to to head off. I've got to go meet my daughter. And so he jogs back to his car, phones his daughter, wants to apologise for being late. And yet the phone call is picked up by a paramedic. Really good
2: scene, this. Like, hearing the voice twice. That's excellent. It's something that we... I don't think we've seen in a film where you've got two phones in the same area talking at once. Yeah, I really... Giving you clues. Oh, that was cool. I thought it was a really good scene.
0: Well acted, well crafted. Yeah, I agree completely. I did see some stuff on... The internet about the film from from a lot of South Koreans calling this film a little bit melodramatic and saying that, you know, some of the melodrama is a bit much at times, especially from Dr. Kim. But I was all for it. There was never a moment in this film where I was like, "I oh, will take it easy, mate. It's a bit much." I mean, the the scene requires it. No, you know? I,
2: I think I, it's I think it's superbly acted. I think yeah. it's really well. That's how I I think anybody would react if they worked out that their oh, daughter yeah. had just yeah. been killed.
0: And so, Doctor Kim has realised that it is unfortunately his daughter on the crosswalk. He he stumbles over. He's horrified uh, at the reveal that it is in fact his daughter. He he crouches down uh, uh, in despair. And 13 minutes into the movie. We get the title card popping up of a day because, oh boy, for Dr. Kim, it's been a day. A day, yeah. Snap. Immediately, Dr. Kim wakes back up on the plane. Maybe this was just a bad dream. It's Tuesday. It's May 17th. It's 9.58 a.m. He is back on the plane. It's not, you know, flash forward or anything like that. He's back on that. So maybe, maybe it was all just a really bad dream, a really horrible dream. However, we know better than that. And in true time loop fashion, he starts to get very irked by just the similarities that keep coming. The air hostess, the gobstopper child. He starts, you know, looking out for stuff. We skip forward to the airport. Kim is, he's he's actually watching for that child to choke again. He sees him. He manages to save the day even faster this time. But he's still sort of muddling through everything. He muddles through the press conference phones his daughter tries to get her not to go to the crosswalk fails doesn't try too hard though because he's just not 100 convinced yet that it is in fact a time loop and so we get that montage again of him traveling from the airport to go and meet his daughter but there's no happy vibes there's no nice music there's no nice scenery we do still get the toll booth though and one of my sort of mildly favorite moments in the film is that just just as the custodian drops his pennies The penny drops for Dr. Kim, which I don't 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 know if they did that intentionally. No, but I don't know if South Korea has the phrase the penny drops. But for me, work to treat. uh, The penny drops for him that he is in a time loop. He understands what's going on. And so he's then a bit more fervent, a bit more urgent. He heads straight to the crosswalk, gets to the accident site, sees it all happening over again, finds his daughter dead. Snap. He's back on the plane now. But now he knows what's up. Right off the bat, as you're watching this, guys. What did, where were you? Like, how did you, uh, you know, you can see time travel happen. You've re- He's realised it. We all probably know it just a, a fraction before he does. But everyone's in on it that this is a time loop. But there's no, nothing on screen at all to tell you whatsoever about how this is happening. So where is, like, where is, where's your headspace right now? I
1: mean, if I hadn't known it was a time travel film going in, I would have initially thought, oh, it was a bad dream or a prophetic dream. Obviously, I know it's time travel. It really was reminiscent of films like Groundhog Day. And so I really thought it was the same kind of gist of, oh, well, he obviously has some sort of grander meaning to his life that he has to solve
2: in order to get out of this time loop. But I had no idea what could be causing it. For me, it didn't matter at this point. I'm just enjoying the film. And when it snapped back, I was kind of like, oh, okay, something odd's happening here. There's nothing to suggest... Any sort of time travel device, any sort of explanation, I was cool with it at this stage. I'm just going to let it play out. So later on, there's more of a suggestion that things are happening. I think when, without spoiling it for everybody who's listening, when the other characters start getting introduced in, that's when I found it more interesting. At this point, I'm just interested in what's happening for the character.
0: And you're like twenty minutes into the movie, fifteen minutes into the movie, yeah. uh, uh, and it's perfectly fine. Like for me, I was perfectly fine being like, "Yeah, they'll they'll tell me how it's going to happen later on in the film. For now, it's just happening. Let me let me pay attention to how it's happening because everything's kind of happening th- thick and fast. Not really thick, but fast. Mm. What's the opposite of thick? Thin. It's not thin. <laughs> thin sounds like an insult. What's the med- What's in between thin and thick? Uh... Moderately weighted. Moderately <laughs> moderate. We- <laughs> It's a moderate width and fast. It's coming. Thank you. (laughs) So Dr. Kim knows we know time loop. And because Dr. Kim knows way more urgency this time, runs off the plane, runs through the airport, grabs the gobstopper out of the child's hands, dashes for the VIP gateway this time, tells his daughter, the plans are cancelled so don't meet me whatsoever
2: yeah it doesn't handle that very well he like he like says let's cancel those plans rather yeah. than like please don't go there something awful's gonna happen to you just stay where you are I'll come to you
1: and she definitely hears it as I don't love you I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna see you today I, exactly, I fucking yeah.
0: hate you yeah oh, she's let's... completely she's completely done with her dad shit all she wants by the way is she just wants some fucking chicken? Yeah, she, just she just wants, wants chicken. She doesn't. You yeah. could have solved this whole situation if you just hit that kid with some wings every <laughs> every two weeks for the last hour of a minute. You could have just easily hit with a couple of wings, couple of thighs, popcorn chicken would have solved the day. This he, whole film.
1: He could have just said, "Don't meet at the you know, don't meet at the normal location. Let's meet, meet, meet. At a chicken shop. Yeah, meet yeah exactly. At a fried chicken shop. That'd be great. Exactly. Chicken do cottage do? down the road. I'll meet you there. You'll be fine. Anyway,
0: Kim again. He races to the crosswalk, He takes a detour. He ends up late. And so his daughter is dead again, and she's dead with an empty belly, not a hint of chicken grease on her fingers. How <laughs> dare you, you piece of shit, Kim? <laughs> <laughs> it's just much too dark a sea you to say that. It's so, it's, You're making such light of a horrible... <laughs> the child this horrible... Is this to run-through
2: death? where she flies over the bonnet as you well? No, not yet. Or oh is my that God, later? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> when she goes to space. <laughs> my
0: God. Snap. Plane. Kim rushes. He crashes. He's more late. Snap again. Plane. Well, we don't even see the plane this time. He's in such a rush. He's he's trying to be smart with it. He decides on this go round. He goes over to the taxi. He gets the taxi driver's number. Now that is loved a smart this move. moment. Really, I love I, 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 it. I fucking love this. Right. Thought it was great. Retention of memories yeah. as well. Something that's a so important with. Time. I thought to myself, if he stores. The, the phone number in his phone. Yeah, it, it doesn't It'll work.
2: vanish. Yeah, that's what got me about it as well. And it, like him audibly saying the number and trying to remember it was like, brilliant, you've worked out that it's not going to store on your phone. And it put it in my head so that
1: later in the film, when the number comes up again, I was immediately
0: like, oh,
1: I recognize that number. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Now, unfortunately, it doesn't really. Come to much for him because he, he he snapbacks. He tries and fails to warn the taxi driver. Call doesn't go well at all. The, uh, again, speeds through the airport. This time, speeds through like a construction site, quarryish kind of stuff. Takes a wild detour, which does make him early enough so that uh, his his daughter isn't dead yet. Unfortunately, it's he's early enough to see her horrifically, as you mentioned, James. Go to space, Adam. You also mentioned like the this is the one it's where like, you see her get hit. And do you it, know what
2: really got me about it? And it's it's weird. I've, like it's the like M and M's, the
0: flying pasta. Yeah, flying pasta. it's the I'm weirdest like, oh,
2: part. Oh god, this is horrible. It's yeah. this is horrible to see. There's
0: depth to the scene. There and, is. Like, there's
2: like little is, nuances of stuff that is, is unpleasant to watch.
1: Now I've got a quick question here. The taxi driver at this point, we don't in the film know what's going on, but the taxi driver now knows that Dr. Kim knows that something's going to happen. This is, I don't think there's a point before now that the taxi driver could possibly have known anything, but now he realizes, oh, hang on. It's not just repeating for me. It's repeating for somebody else. Yeah. Which is maybe why he hits his daughter extra hard. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's like, I need to. He knows now, so he'll be there earlier. So I need to be there earlier. So I'm driving faster. Oh, my God. Yes. Wow. It's really dark. Feels like a lot. Let's snap back to the plane. Oh no, we can't even snap back to the plane. He doesn't snap back to the plane. No, the doctor sobs next to his daughter. And it's it's during this sob that things start to change up for us. He's he's grabbed by a man. We don't see the man's face just yet, but he's grabbed by a man. He's asking him who Dr. Kim is. He's saying, you know, and, and crucially, he said, Why is why is every day the same? What is going on? We then flash back. To the first go round, the first time Dr. Kim was involved in this car accident scenario. And we see that the man who's grabbed him is actually that medic. It's that sort of security guard, the one we were talking about his job role. He's the one who's st- stuck in this time loop with Dr. Kim. We get the flashback. Uh, uh, it all plays out as per usual. And then we see that as it was happening, as, as Dr. Kim walks over to his car, that medic, Lee Min-shul, spots the woman on the backseat of the car and spots that it's his wife. This is this is where
2: the film really took off for me and started to get very interesting. Because when you start introducing other people who are having their own time-looped days, but they can also interact with each other's, I think that's fascinating. Yeah. Because it's not like with Groundhog Day, for example. But it's That's just Bill Murray's character, it's happening to him. There's no hint that anybody else is living that day in the same way. But because you've got, at this point too... But later on, as we know, three people who are having their own individual versions of the day repeat, but they can also interact with other people who are having those days. And that's fascinating. Reminds me of ARQ,
1: reminds me of um, Palm Springs. Springs. And it it was interesting because in ARQ and in Palm Springs, they have the kind of convincer chat with each other. Whereas in this film, it isn't really a convincer chat. It is more just the paramedic says, why are you also experiencing it? Yeah. They don't have to convince each other. They both just know. Mm.
0: They've, they've convinced themselves almost. And they're coming to each other as two people who are convinced of their own thing, but don't know about the other's thing. So it's, it is kind I of mean, interesting.
2: We have, we, we've only seen the day loop from the doctor's point of view. The paramedic might have been going on for... How much longer? We don't know. It's it's weird. So he might have been trapped doing this for so much longer than than.
0: Well, we do Dr. see Kim. that, like, because we see that first go round. Mm. We imagine that they, we do yeah, imagine you can they read both it started. That, but you're yeah. right. The, the scene is like, we we could think anything at this point. Absolutely. We do get all the flashbacks of Lehman Scholl's various, like, he's had just as many jumps as Kim has had. Mm. And in these two scenes as well, we just get two times dropped. We see that daughter is run over at 12pm and that the loop uh, Dr. Kim tells uh, 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 the paramedic, he tells Lee, the loop resets at 12.30. Now subject to change, but uh, the fact that his daughter gets run over at 12, again subject to change, but for now, both locked in. Now we snap back to the plane, Dr. Kim gets off of it, uh, Lee wakes up in his apartment, and it is time for the loop lieutenants to meet up and formulate a plan. (laughs) Loop lieutenants! (laughs) 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 The idea is boiled down to by Dr. Kim. Let's change everything we can in the hope that the day might change. Fair enough. You Sensible go for suggestion. it. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I mean,
1: it is the, kind of the whole butterfly effect idea of, well, if we just change
0: literally everything, something's got to give. Right. So plan and play. They snap back again. And this time, Kim, interestingly, he uses the press conference to tell his daughter to meet him in a park, not to meet him, you know, over a, a crosswalk. We're about a third of the way done through the movie. It's a 90 minute movie. We've done about a half an hour. And I think you can almost look at this movie in in thirds of like the third that Dr. Kim is basically experiencing it for himself and the second third where they are experiencing it together and the the final third where it all wraps up kind of thing. But we're into this second third now. And so we have like this, this strong loop lieutenant pairing, Kim and Lee talking next to each, uh, talking to each other next to a river. And we see that scene interlaced with another snapback. And there's various failures. Uh, Lee is getting progressively more desperate. And then comes up with, again, a pretty decent plan. He decides to hell with this. Smashes his head with a rock, walks into a police station and says, I've just been hit by the taxi in question.
1: Now, he seems to at least know this police officer reasonably well, like yeah. which kind of back- backs up your theory of he's maybe a first responder who deals with yeah. various levels of accidents and therefore knows a lot of these people around. Mm. And I did think... It's a good... Often in these sort of films we'll see where one of the characters is trying to do something and everybody is standing in his way. But actually in this, no one stands in his way. He gets a lot of help from all angles
0: and is still failing. Mm. And that help comes in the form of the police heading straight to the crosswalk. And Dr. Kim has also headed straight to the crosswalk as well because he's told his daughter to go to the park so he just wants to make sure she's not here in the death zone. Everyone's at the crosswalk (laughs) in the death zone. (laughs) Everyone's at the crosswalk. It is 12 p.m. And yet there is no, there's no death in the death zone. There's no doom happening. There's no accident. Kim's daughter is in the park. Hurrah. Lee has also managed to get hold of his wife Mi Kyung finally. But the taxi driver isn't at the crosswalk either, which is, seems strange. Surely he should still be there because even if he's not going to have the accident right now, he should still be parked waiting to have the accident. And so the police finally do find. They're searching for this guy who's done this hit and run. They finally find him.
2: Part of me was like, <laughs> at some point, one of these two is going to be visiting from the future and is going to be driving that taxi. It will be. They will be. <laughs> there in like, taxi. That's yeah. that's where this is going.
0: Now, taxi driver, he speeds off from the police. We get a little bit of a chase. We cut to Dr. Kim, who is in the world's largest park. Beautiful, by the way, beautiful park. Gorgeous park, massive. Also,
1: Also, our first hint that the
0: taxi driver isn't just a normal bystander. Mm. it's a race between kim on foot and the taxi driver on taxi and they are both and unfortunately for kim he's both on time and out of time because the second he grabs for the first time lays hands on his on his physical daughter sees her is able to hug her the second he grabs her boom immediately moaned down by the taxi snap back to that bloody plane
1: what was interesting is you don't see at that moment him actually get hit you just see him flash to the um, plane again so yeah. he, he doesn't seem to experience the crash it's only in a few seconds later we see that the uh, the paramedic guy he has witnessed it and seen that he was definitely killed which means that his loop reset the moment he died there which i thought was quite interesting to know it wasn't like we didn't get to see the accident and whatever we saw it from his perspective of he dies the loop is instantly reset
0: It's a good point as well, because thus far, we've been looking for what is the trigger for this loop resetting and everyone just thinks that the trigger is 1230. I didn't catch if he was run over at 1230 on the dot. But you would assume that given that neither Kim nor Lee... Are like perturbed when they snap back. They're not like, hold on, something was weird there. You assume he probably does get run over at twelve thirty, mm. so they at least think that the location is different, but the loop is is still intact, yeah. and so yeah. they're not, you know, they're not too worried. I was struck at this point, James. You mentioned earlier on comparisons to ARQ and Palm Springs. Very, very worthwhile comparisons, given time loop, as well. You know, Groundhog Day, of mm-hmm. course. Two things: one, Palm Springs and ARQ, the time loop is geographically. In one place, it's either in Palm Springs or it's in um whatever his what was it Renton. It's in Renton's house yeah. with his donut time machine. Now that's partially reliant on the fact that there is a there's a place to go to access the loop. There's the uh, the big donut in ARQ, and there's the glowy magical cave in uh in in Palm Springs. There's nothing like that here. Which yes, that's a fact in and of itself. There's nothing like that, but the the it, it leads to there being no geographic centralization of where this film... A lot of it does take place on the crosswalk. And you would be... You'd be forgiven for thinking, oh, this is a time loop where it all happens at this uh, uh, crosswalk. Mm. He gets sent back to a place, but then he's going to the crosswalk. You could, up to a point, say, like, oh, no, it's a mystical crosswalk that keeps sending them back yeah. until you get this park moment. Mm. And when the park happens, it's then just completely blown up. He could get off the plane, walk onto another plane, fly to Sierra Leone, and it would still... End at 1230 and so yeah. he would you know there's no geographical centralization. So that's that's just one thing I wanted to mention because it is, I think, worthy of note. But more importantly, we we saw in ARQ, they're stuck in a time loop. Keyword being stuck. Now, Dr. Kim is also stuck in a time loop, but ARQ and Palm Springs, they are stuck in loops that they want to end. At least Sarah does. Niles is a bit iffy about it, but Sarah wants it to end in Palm Springs, and everyone wants it to end in ARQ. For Dr. Kim, it's the exact opposite. He spends so much of this film relying on the time loop, needing the time loop. Mm. And while I'm sure he would like it to end, for two thirds of this movie, if you went up to him and said, I'm just going to end the loop, he'd be like, no, (laughs) no, 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 I'm trying something. I'm doing something, please. I thought that was really interesting. I can't think of many time loop films where the person doesn't want it to end. Groundhog Day, the whole film is him. Trying to find a way to break the loop, and this is the the opposite. Which I, I I'm you know you're always looking for things that set themselves aside or at least you know stuff that's opposite to what you've seen before. And so I, I appreciated that.
2: Yeah, I think the most I think the most interesting interesting fact of of time loop movies is when when the character starts to experiment with what they can do in the time loop. You know, the actual loop itself isn't that interesting because it's the same thing over and over again. But when they start to think, well, I could Particularly, with, like let's say Groundhog Day again. He learns how to play the piano and stuff, doesn't he, to impress to impress the girl? And you know, it's very much that's what I find interesting about time loop movies, and it always has been, to be honest. So when he starts to experiment with how he can get to his daughter, that's what I find the most interesting about this. But also, this is also the point in the film where I, in my head, decided that this is again. You were saying non-geographical basis for the time loop function, the time travel function. This is the point when I thought it's gotta be locked to the characters. It's got to be something to do with the characters more than anything else.
1: Well I think my I agree with you there, but my interpretation of what you said, Scott, I think potentially just coming from the fact that I have been raised in a Western, mostly Christian environment, even though I am not Christian myself, I always consider time loop movies to be purgatories. It's always a Mm. bit of limbo, like they're stuck reliving moments until eventually they can escape to heaven or whatever. Whereas in this film, it felt much more like Dr. Kim is in his own personal hell. He's mm. not in a limbo here. So from his perspective, it's not a question of he needs to break out so he can get to heaven. He just needs to get out of hell. But the only way for him to get out of hell is to stay there and mm. solve the
0: problem he has there. Yeah, nice. Hell is a great example because like that, that, there's that off-use phrase, and I'm sure it's in like loads of films and stuff, where it's like, oh, uh, I'm going to send you to hell, and in hell you'll relive the worst moment of your life yeah. over and over and over. And you can almost, like, build the movie out from that sentence, given that, you know, seeing your daughter be run over would be the worst day of your life, and he is unf- he doesn't have to see it over and over physically, but he ha- he knows it's happening over and over. So, yeah, I think that whole, like... Being stuck in uh, uh, limbo almost sounds nice or purgatory sounds nice comparing. So I think hell is the much more apt uh, uh, kind of analogy for what Dr. Kim is going through. Mm. And yet a big motivator for him is to keep enduring that hell because he doesn't want to leave it alone. He wants to leave it with his daughter as well. Now, following the uh, mowing down by the taxi, uh, the loop lieutenants have realized it was never an accident. The taxi driver is, in fact, out to get them. So it's time for a little bit of research and, and our two guys, they go about it in different fashions. But why not? Lee breaks into a police station. He breaks into the same police station from earlier in the film, uh, uses the rock, smashes a policeman um, over the head and is, is searching through the database for any information about the taxi driver. Whereas Kim heads to his old hospital. That's where we get a Kim flashback to, all importantly, three years ago, the three years ago that were mentioned, not just by the taxi driver on the sinister phone call, but also by Kim earlier on at the press conference when he said three years ago, my daughter almost died. We get a flashback to his daughter losing all hope that she will get a heart transplant. She is awaiting a heart transplant. She's in his hospital. And unfortunately, they thought they had a donor. It's not gone as they expected. And she is now F-U-C-K-E-D.
1: Now... Interestingly, she's not calling for chicken at this point. She wants pasta, and so I think it's not Doctor Kim's fault that he hasn't been getting her chicken. She asked for pasta, and he's been getting a pasta all these years, That's a not good realizing plan, yeah. she wanted chicken. Yeah.
0: And the Kim flashback is met with a Lee flashback, same night, three years ago, and it's Lee driving, getting distracted, causing a nasty car accident. And for what we see now, he then goes and rescues a father and a son from the wreckage and drives them to Dr. Kim's hospital. Unfortunately, the young son is brain dead and the father looks very much like he will end up the same. He is in surgery. It's not looking good. We cut to, for the first time, the taxi driver. We're back in present time. We, we cut to the taxi driver waking up in his own home. It is the morning of May 17th, David Beckham's birthday, and he hears <laughs> on the news that Dr. Kim... Might be receiving a Nobel Peace Prize. Oh my god, we then fade to later in the day. A bit of an awkward fade, I thought. I un- and yeah, they a got bit. the light, I saw that as well. Yeah, I know the light on the wall indicates the, the passing of time, but it, they yeah. don't do this kind of thing anywhere else in the movie, and mm, so it does feel a little odd, bit like yeah. okay, fine. But we fade to say uh, later on in the day, Dr. Kim walking into the taxi driver's house, he walks into the house and he sees photos of the sun. ...from the car crash. He sees photos of a character we, see, we, we find out is called Haru. It is the boy from the hospital three years ago and the photos would indicate that he passed away. Lee then busts in, grabbing Dr. Kim again and demanding some answers because he's seen some stuff on the police database. And so we get another flashback back to the hospital three years ago and we see Dr. Kim stealing Haru's heart by forging his comatose taxi driver father's signature.
2: You know, earlier on when I said he's just a genuinely good guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: I thought he was a heart stealer
2: in terms of, you know,
1: handsome, but no, No. a literal heart thief.
0: There was no one in the hospital being like, hey, why are you grabbing that comatose man's hand?
1: Also, how did he sign for it? We know he's comatose. How did he sign for it?
0: Yeah. What's happening? Oh, no, he signed it like five weeks ago. (laughs) Five weeks ago, he was just like, take my son's heart. It's fine. I'm Uh planning on getting in a massive car accident. (laughs) So we now know why the taxi driver has been such a pissy bitch because his, son, his son's pissy. <laughs> <laughs> he's been such yeah, a Yeah, you're right. Bitch. Yeah. Trivialize he's been, it. it. Whiny. Feel, yeah. That's what I, yeah. Whiny. Just n- mm. and moaning. Just, no, so right, miffed. Just, yeah, just, uh, just yeah. really, really just PO'd. Uh, uh, <laughs> we now know why. Snap, we're back. Kim Lee, uh, they're strategizing. Uh, Kim admittedly, Dr. Kim, he wants he wants to plead for forgiveness. But Lee Minchul does not. Lee wants to, he wants to go the other direction. He wants to kill the taxi driver. And so they head their separate ways. We see Lee finding out that his wife is slash was, she she is pregnant until she is then killed, whereby she becomes, was pregnant. But she's pregnant nonetheless. She's Schrodinger's pregnant cat. Kim. Oh my God. That's... Kim heads to the, Kim. While Lee is finding this out, Kim heads straight to the crash site and he abducts the taxi driver. We saw him first go around helping the taxi driver. He now convinces the bystanders. I'm a doctor. I'll take him to the hospital myself. Puts him in the back of the car and just just takes him. I'm just going to this, this guy who's dying. He's mine. He's mine. And then like again, like this is like a new it's a new tone for Dr. Kim. I've abducted him. I'm taking him to the back room of what I think is the hospital. And I'm going to adrenaline boost him. Just enough for me to... How
2: many times can you take an epinephrine pen? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. answer to this scene is basically no. Yeah. Uh,
1: it, it, depending on what he's dying of here, which I'm going to say, and I mean the medical term here, shock. So shock is a loss of fluid. Yeah. Yeah. I believe he's dying from shock. No matter how many times you inject someone with adrenaline, the heart can't pump nothing. It, like yeah. The whole point is, it, he could maybe keep him alive for a few glorious moments. Certainly not for, as we learn... Well over twenty minutes past his due date, as it were.
0: It's a long time to be bleeding. Uh, uh, I I sympathise with that as well. Like the 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 adrenaline booster, It It's just a bit nuts. I've <laughs> seen really... so many movies do it now that I just don't. I've believe never seen it. a movie do like six oh, in a row. No, no, <laughs> I, I have
1: because I, it really, really reminded me of Cranked. For oh. Like a brief <laughs> moment. For a brief moment, I was like, yeah. oh, Cranked. What yeah. film? <laughs>
0: So, uh, uh, adrenaline jabs him, begs, 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 not working at all. Taxi driver doesn't want to hear any of it. He's like, you stole my son's heart, so I am going to keep killing your daughter. You deserve this, mate. And it's hard to argue against him, which you know, <laughs> Dr. Kim is finding it hard to argue against him. <laughs> uh, just as the taxi driver is about to die, we find out, by the way, that the taxi driver's name is Lee Kangshik. So I'll I'll just switch to the first names because both of their surnames are Lee. So we'll now have Min is the paramedic and uh, Kangshik is the taxi driver. Sure. So as Kangshik is dying, Minchul phones up Dr. Kim, gives him some good news. He says, I know where my wife starts the day. So the next time we reset, the next time we snap back, I'll be able to just find her, secure her, and all will be good. Just bring on 12.30, right? The, this, this, this bad boy resets at 12.30, so let's, let's bring it on. That's not the case. It is. <laughs> they look at their watches. It's 12.57pm. Why hasn't the day reset? At which point, we see taxi driver Kangshik die. And then the day resets. I mentioned earlier on in the episode, right now we think the resetting is, it happens when the taxi driver dies. And I think that plays out now to the end of the film. That is the the impetus for yeah. the time loop coming to a close.
1: Which I think at this moment was a surprise to me, certainly yeah, while me watching well. this. Did I, I yeah. thought, oh, everything we knew about this was wrong about the time mm-hmm. travel. And now I had to kind of reevaluate all the scenes I'd watched up to now yeah. and thinking, well, hang on. When Dr. Kim first drags him out of the car, does he get a few minutes extra because he's saving him slightly quicker? Yeah. And I, I was trying to remember all those moments.
0: And like logistically, I'm now trying to say, well, I guess right now we have to list the time travel device as Kangshik's heart when that stops or, beating. Or at
1: least his life force. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So Kangshik dies. Snap, we're back. And as promised, Lee goes and finds and secures his wife with a little bit of a wrinkle because he realises that Kangshik doesn't know this. Kangshik is still coming to kidnap his wife. And when he does, who hops into the back of the car? It's it's Minchul himself. Minchul hops into the back of the car, stares at Kangshik and says, oh, it's go time. It's revenge time.
1: Which this could have turned into a very different film here. This could now Mm. become... Just an endless loop of a t- the taxi driver being murdered over
0: and over and over yeah. again
1: in his own new personal a very hell.
2: very short loop as well
1: yeah <laughs> like...
0: Mitchell reveals his wife's pregnancy thinking it would get the taxi driver to to calm the fuck down and end all of this taxi driver doesn't want to hear any of it. Kangshik immediately turns around and he goes, yeah, but do you not remember what you did three years ago? And we get the flashback from previously with with Minchil causing the car accident, but we get it expanded and we see that he didn't, he wasn't exactly an eager beaver to help them initially. He, he very much drove off from that accident. In fact,
1: if he hadn't driven away, if he'd done something about it immediately, then Haru may not have ended up brain dead and this whole thing wouldn't have happened, which would have been sad for Dr. Kim's daughter and would explain why she should have died three years ago.
0: Yeah. Again, completely validating the taxi driver's anger. We've had it validated for Dr. Kim, and now we get it more than validated for Minchul as well. So Kang Shik throws Minchul out of the taxi uh, and speeds off to the Crosswalk of Doom. But this time, Dr. Kim is also speeding towards the Crosswalk of Doom. And for the first time in the movie, he is early enough to drift his way around his daughter and smash the taxi so that it glides over her head crisis somewhat averted we are living in a time where minchel's wife is is safe uh, uh her and her baby all good dr kim has also secured his daughter for the first time in the film she's off on the side of the road she hasn't been run over and it looks like she'll be okay taxi driver Has taken a nasty crash once again. It was something that was coming for him. We saw him in a car crash at the beginning of the movie anyway. The car is overturned. But Dr. Kim heads straight over to it. And again with great doctor comes great responsibility. He is trying to save taxi driver's life. But it's not just his Hippocratic oath standing in the way. He is also fully now twigged. The taxi driver's death is the thing that causes the loop. So if I don't allow him to die we are good. And because my daughter's alive we are very good. He also, though, he also, when he when he finds, you know, he's talking to the taxi driver who's like, you know, why are you saving me? I am just gonna, I am just gonna kill your daughter again. Pro- I, tr- pro- I promise you, the second you save me, I'll kill myself and then I'll go kill your daughter. <laughs> no, I'm not. We're not doing this.
1: The daughter in this scene, I don't know if you guys thought this, seemed really weirdly spacey. Like, I know she's just almost been in an accident, but she isn't crying. She isn't hugging her dad, who she's just mm. seen for the first time in however long. She's just almost robotically standing there and just staring into space sometimes, not really reacting.
0: It's a very good point. And I will build on that, I think. And I don't know if this is movie or if this is me, but you can build on that because this is the moment as uh, Dr. Kim is standing over the taxi driver and saying to him, you know, I'm I'm still trying to save you. Uh, uh, I don't want to reset the time loop, yada, yada, yada. He adds on, just kind of tacks on at the end, a nice emotional whammy. He's like, your death is causing the time to loop. And I think the reason for that is because you're... uh, By the way, sorry uh, sorry I stole your son's heart. My bad. Uh, (laughs) But I think the spirit of your son in my daughter is the one that doesn't want you to die. And so every time you die, it's bringing you back. And so maybe the spaciness of... Uh, Dr. Kim's daughter over on the right is because inside her, the soul is just going nuts. Little Haru's soul is just like banging on the walls, being like, oh, my dad's dying again. Got to do my time loop reset. And so the time travel device is not the life force of Kang-shik, the taxi driver. The time travel device in this movie is the spirit of Haru.
2: 100% agree. This film is called in Korean Haru. Yes, the sun
1: because the korean name
2: haru means a, a day. day
0: does it i had no idea yeah. about
2: that that's it uh, so i think definitely haru is the time travel device in this situation because the spirit, only, the, spirit, the, the, spirit the spirit of haru, of haru yeah. i want it to sound like a plane or a boat like yeah, oh, yeah. the spirit <laughs> of haru yeah because you know i think haru's spirit is trying to s- redeem his father you a he does way. crucially to keep him alive
0: he wants his father to have a change of heart. Correct. Much oh, like yeah. did. <laughs> nice. But you know what fucks with all of this? It fucks with the whole <laughs> situation for all of them involved is the fact that Minchul is speeding on down to this scenario and he still plans on killing the taxi driver. But Dr. Kim knows. Dr. Kim knows I, I need to keep him alive. So they managed to evade the ramming by uh, 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 Mitchell but he's not finished. He gets straight out the car. He grabs a knife and he's, he's stumbling towards uh, a taxi driver. Only thing in his eyes is I'm killing this bad boy. Dr. Kim grabs him. They, they tussle. He's, he's pleading with him to stop. Please don't kill this taxi driver. We need this loop to stop, you idiot. And the grand result, uh, uh, I would say it's flagged quite obviously. The grand result of this tussle is, is that unfortunately Dr. Kim takes a stabbing right in the heart yeah. as well and is now lying on the floor bleeding out.
1: As a man so filled with guilt, though, he doesn't really mind that he's bleeding out. He seems to think, "Listen, if it's the exchange that I die and my daughter lives, that's that's yeah. what I want from the world."
0: Yeah. yeah, stole a heart, got to give a heart. And with his dying words, as you said, uh, uh, not thinking about himself, he just he's still pleading with Minchul not to kill Kangshik. He's still pleading, "Please don't kill the taxi driver." And he admits that the whole day has been his fault the whole this whole thing is because of what he did 3 years ago
1: which by the way just from a cause and effect point of view not true the whole fault is at the fault of the paramedic not returning to the scene earlier to save them yeah. if he'd done that none of this would have happened mm-hmm. so right, really yeah. it's, it's not it's even though fault, dr really. kim has the morals it's actually, he has a higher moral high ground than Min the Chul. paramedic does. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is kind of evidenced out by the fact that in this moment, Minchul is just a rageful idiot. Not a rageful idiot, but just only thinking about his rage, whereas Dr. Kim is a bit more considerate. Yeah. and you know, Now, fortunately for Dr. Kim, all of his pleading and all of his, his kind of last wording, this is all heard by Kangshik. Uh, uh, and he finally, he finally looks over at Dr. Kim's daughter and he, he sees the spirit of Haru inside her. Not visually, I didn't literally see like, I mean, if this film had like a Casper moment with the, <laughs> over her so right shoulder, little Harriet, yeah. yeah. turn it off. Yeah, but he manages to, he sees in 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 Dr. Kim's daughter, he sees his son finally. He stumbles not only towards her, he also stumbled towards a, a leaking uh, fuel tank on a car that is due to explode, which it does, resetting the day. Whew, OK, we snap back. Dr. Kim is on the plane, Minchul is in his apartment, Kang Shik is in his taxi. There is a sense of calm, there is a sense of mellow. I did want to mention, just as a, as, a, as, a, as a sort of emerging trope that has popped up in Mega Time Squad, and now here, the resetting of the time gets rid of the stabbing in Dr. Kim's heart, as it should. But also in Mega Time Squad, we saw that uh, oh, yeah. uh, our boy—I forget his name now—but he was he was stabbed by by Damage, and uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember <laughs> Damage, but remember I don't damage, remember the main guy, the main, yeah. main character's name. So uh, he got and he he presses his bracelet, he resets, and he's no longer stabbed. And so just this whole thing of time travel heals injuries, mm. not something we saw. I wouldn't say we saw a lot of it in season one at all, and already in season two, we're four movies in, and we've seen it twice. So yeah. a nice sort of new thing. We win. we're now just in the moment in the movie of seeing all of the, all of the, the happy moments getting wrapped up and so uh, Minchul he finds his wife, he reconciles with her. They are going to have a girl and that girl will be named as you mentioned James Haru. We see Kang Shik he finds Dr. Kim's daughter and they get to have a chat about Haru. you know he gets to sit next to the child that has his son's heart in her body beating away which must be like a wild emotional experience genuinely. And finally, this time round, we see that Dr. Kim, instead of waiting for the child to choke in the airport, he buys him safer sweets to eat. And he doesn't take any plaudits at the press conference either. He's, he's changing the course of things. He's doing it right. He knows his daughter's going to be alive. He knows everything's correct in the world. And so he has to come correct himself by, at the press conference, telling the world exactly what he did, heart stealer johnson himself
2: this this is the only bit that i kind of was a little bit annoyed about because i feel like i agree he should definitely own up to it but he's gonna be thrown in prison for that
0: He's done something super bad, and that super bad thing was is the reason why he's endured mm. this terrible day. And so get rid of the super bad thing you did by coming fully clean. I can see an argument for, I'm not saying it's what I believe, but I could see an argument for the fact that the man's just done three years of volunteer work for the UN. He could probably go and do another five years' worth of volunteer work for the UN. He could keep yeah. doing all of that bah. good stuff and trying to atone for his sin. Is that atoning not a better use for it, rather than he'll now end up working at... a He'll end up working at a chicken shop, which will <laughs> please his daughter immensely, mm-hmm. but I don't know how much good it puts into the world.
1: Uh, I just want to bring up a moment here that the taxi driver is talking to the daughter and is you know, seeing the heart in there. And she's mentioning that she didn't used to like chocolate, but that ever since the heart transplant, she's been a, a, just a chocolate stan. There's a lot of stories about that with transplant people who've had transplants essentially. Really? Now, yeah, people who didn't like certain things, I think one of my favorite ones was a woman who had a heart transplant who had never ridden a motorcycle before but became obsessed with motorcycles, learned to drive one and then later found out because you you had there's a waiting period for transplants mm. of I think three years. I say I think I know because I've had one. there's a waiting period where you don't know anything about the person who donated to you. And she found out at the end of that, oh, he was a massive motorcycle fan. That's wild. So strange. That is crazy, right? Now, from my own perspective, mine was a bone marrow transplant, so it's the blood. I'm no longer longer allergic to horses. I'm no longer allergic to pollen. Don't have any hay fever. I used to have asthma. I haven't used an inhaler. I do use an inhaler twice daily. I haven't used one now for four years. So I think there is something to... And I mean... As someone with a science background, I should not believe this. I think there's something to it. I think there is something That's to so the strange. transplant change.
0: That's the movie wrapped. The movie wraps up with you know everything going nicely, and it ends at that press conference where he basically confirms, "I ain't getting no Nobel Peace Prize right now. I don't deserve it." And uh, and 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 that is the end of a day. It made eight point five million at the box office. That's good. So it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, the it didn't look like it cost a ton. It's filmed really nicely. Um... Is it? Is it filmed in Seoul?
2: It is filmed in Seoul. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm okay with I didn't like the name a day. Hard to search for. And I, I just find it difficult to say. I understand. But it's now a we selection. know what. Yeah, but now with that, that more Haru thing. I mean, uh, could have just uh, called it has it Haru. I want them to call it In Soul to Save a Soul. Ooh, is that your rename? I, 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 if soul. you like soul it, to save a In soul. soul to Save a Soul. Because, like, and who's the soul? Is it Haru or is it his daughter? Find out.
1: Or is it the dad? Or is it, Do you yeah. know what? I like it. I do like it. So, yeah. yeah, I like the
0: name and I feel like... Yeah, that's good. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, I hope this did... I'm glad it did well like semi-internationally. I've seen it on some film lists. I've seen people, you know, uh, Americans and Brits talking about it. So it's at least known. But I really hope it did very well in Korea as well.
2: Um, It won bronze in Best Asian Film Festival at Fantasia. No, Fantasia. Oh, one Fanta- we, uh, where have uh, we so heard it's... Fantasia film? Which um, one was Fantasia? Um, oh, Nacho of... Vigalondo. It, it was, Vigalondo. it was, yeah. Nacho Vigalondo. And it, weirdly enough, it inspired a South Indian political drama called Manadu. Oh,
0: okay. interesting. Is that a film or a TV series? A film, I believe. Oh, a film.
2: Oh, I mean,
1: I'm... I
0: will say that political drama is not a genre we've had in time travel yet. We need to try it. Let's yeah, see if we yeah, can yeah. find
1: this and see if it is. If it's a time travel film, it's the same level of quality as this. Yeah. I want
2: to put it in, it in the next world. Is... Yeah, totally. The last thing I had to say was um, Kim Myung-min is described in Korea as the acting expert which I can completely get on board with.
1: I, I I did think he was handsome and talented, I have yeah. to say.
2: I yeah, totally. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He was in television for years and years and years, and he's been in a bunch of movies. He was also in one of the highest grossing films ever made in Korea, which was about a general um, in like the 1500s. And Their highest grossing film is about Korea's defeat of Japan in one of the wars. That makes so, a lot of sense yeah, to me. What,
0: yeah. <laughs> now, right off the bat, I think one of the most important things to be talking about with this film is is how did we feel about it as a time travel film because we all enjoyed the movie i thought it was very very watchable well-acted you know enjoyable story and a breeze hour 30 lovely mm. but more importantly time travel film club how did we feel about it as a time travel film and i guess sort of the the, the small elephant in the room is that it's we know up top it's light on our usuals no device no visual machine. The spirit of Haru just trapped inside of the of, <laughs> of so no 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 machine per se, no device, and and very very few tropes as well.
1: We've had this before though with them. Um, there not being a device or a machine. So time traveler's wife and uh, I forget what was the name of the other one. Um, about time. About no. time. That's mm. the one. Yeah, they both of those are just a person who can time travel. Very true. Yeah. Um. So. I, I don't really have a lot of science, obviously, here, but I'm going to branch out today. And instead of doing some science, I'm going to do some spirituality. So there are a couple of different, and I'm not an expert on this at all, there are a couple of different types of ghosts in Korean cultures, which are associated with children specifically. There's, and I'm going to butcher these words, and I'm very sorry. There's the dongja, which is a, a male child ghost. And that's children usually between the ages of 5 and 15, because apparently if you're under 3, you turn into a different type of child ghost. Oh, and then creepier, is, I bet. You, yeah. Well, apparently the child ghosts are almost always benevolent. And then there is another type of child spirit, which is the Gwisin. Again, sorry if I'm going that around you. But these are often spirits of, not quite vengeance, but spirits that are trying to help get revenge for crimes that have happened against them because obviously if you're a child under three and you've died usually that's a medical problem as opposed to murder Mm. if you're a child between five and 15 however maybe it's a much more sinister thing so these children are often trying to right the wrongs of what's happened to them so that is a potential origin in this film for the the spirit of haru performing these essentially a miracle i guess and there's an interesting story or idea that children under a certain age that die who therefore don't have a personality i don't want to say personality but haven't become a a, you know an adult yet Mm. haven't therefore committed enough crimes to go to hell or done enough good to go to heaven or the korean equivalents and go to a kind of limbo okay
0: i did get fee i did get vibes while i was watching this where i thought to myself there is a time loop in this film that is like unarguable lock solid. So to say it's time travel light is to say that the peripheral stuff is 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 either missing or a bit like whereas the the it's not time travel like in its conception or in its structure because it is a time loop film and the loop is going on now yes there's there's not much in the way of 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 a diagram there's no scientists in the film there's no one telling us this is how it happened but I did start to think to myself I was like well maybe there is something because this is a south korean film maybe if I was south korean and and or had been raised in south korea there would be some indicator in this film whereby i would be like oh yeah that's how the time travel's happening and i totally know about that because in my culture we have that built in we have it built in that mystically or spiritually this this creature this 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 ghost this spirit this whatever can do this thing you know there's there's uh uh like it, like the chupacabra in mexico being this kind of like uh, again not to make sort of wild cross comparisons but something that a lot of people know to be a fake folklore but something that has a purpose it arrives and does a certain thing
1: in the uk i suppose a version would be ladies of the lake typically try to drown you Fantastic. so if, you, yeah. see a, if yeah. you see a kind of uh, w- woman in a lake who looks lost don't try and get in because she's almost certainly going to drown you similar for sirens if you hear singing on the ocean you're going to drown these are probably unfamiliar concepts in other cultures but are quite familiar concepts in European culture exactly
0: and great shorthands for if I said you know uh, mermaid on the rocks you know how oh, the yeah. person has died and you know that it's plausible but just not scientific and so I did feel like maybe there was something going on in a day I'm very grateful for that background the the kind of more mm. what's the more folklorish background or more or c- cultural background because I think that for me to say it's time travel light is possibly unfair on the movie because there's just stuff that culturally I might not be there for. And that wasn't the case when we saw The Girl Who leapt Through Time or Los Cronos Crimenes or a couple other international films that we've talked about in the past because they were a little bit more cut and dry. Whereas with this one, yeah, it felt like there was stuff going on that I wasn't privy to. And yet I didn't, I wasn't upset about it. I just felt like, yeah, this is just going to be a different type of thing. So, And
1: if we compare it to the two most obvious ones, which are, palm springs where again there's there's not really any there is science that later comes in through like kind of quantum theory quantum mechanics but really from our perspective that might as well be magic because we don't know what's going on there no, the whole you, yeah. point is she consults an expert and it's pretty much a magical cave i think scott you called it something slightly worse than that that we weren't <laughs> going to and then mystical crack, Come on. crack. yes and say, then, its name. say its name and then arq very very similar to this film in a lot of ways the only difference being there was a device we could lay our hands on which made us feel so much more comfortable about the idea of it being time travel but if you consider the plot of this film i can't see a way this could be done without it being a time travel film no absolutely like the whole revenge concept couldn't be i mean i suppose it could be he's literally in purgatory but at the end he's not and you don't tend to come back to the real world from no, purgatory
2: i think it's a really good example of a little is is all you need and the the idea is it's a time loop and we know we've had time loop movies before it's it's usually the same thing you see a repeat of something and then things change but i think pulling back on that and not having a device and not having any explanation is actually quite nice i think it's kind of freeing a little bit. Uh, Yeah, you've you've brought up something that I hadn't thought of, which is we love when a trope
1: comes up because we can go, there's a trope. Yeah, we love that. We're comfortable with that. That's great. But it's because we're comfortable. Actually, (laughs) is it it quite nice that we've got a film that seems to have no tropes in it? I feel
2: like the tropes are our safety net with a lot of time travel because we can put our sort of brackets around the film and say well it's got a time travel device so this is what makes it a time travel film but and
0: the safety net of screenwriters as well because ab- they can absolutely. just lean on tropes that's yeah. why tropes exist because they're things screenwriters often put in in lieu of coming up with something mm. completely brand new uh, which i wouldn't say this film necessarily does there's nothing in it that is a wildly new way of doing things but i think stripped back is a really good way of, of, yeah. of, of, of framing it in that yeah you've, you've stripped back a lot of the need for stuff i i th- there was a point where I thought the whole movie was going to exist on the crosswalk. I thought the whole movie is, yeah, is plain press conference, crosswalk. plain press conference, crosswalk. And yeah. it was just going to be that. Uh, and I would have been okay with that. Mm. But I think the moments in the movie that make this a time travel film rather than just a film with time travel in it are the second that he decides, I'm going to go back to the crash and get the taxi driver's number. Yeah.
1: Loved that moment. Yeah. yeah,
0: Going to the park and the fact that why does the taxi driver know to go to the park? Because yeah. you announced it on the press conference. You're both, but at least it's locationally different. And I think that we've spoke, we've mentioned as, as ARQ Palm Springs and Groundhog Day. I would say this is more of a time travel film than Groundhog Day is. Agreed. Yeah. yeah I think Groundhog I agree. Yeah. Day is like a mystical groundhog. It's, like, it's been a while since I've seen that film. <laughs> but like, yeah. Groundhog Day is
1: purgatory. Like there's yeah. no real way of yeah. looking at it in any no. other way.
0: Uh, whereas I think that in this, there's there's definitely some some stuff to chew on. I think that the spirit of Haru, very in, like interesting, very worth interesting. talking about, that the spirit of this dead child is, you would think, oh no, it's the we thought, oh, it's the taxi driver's heart that's resetting everything. Or at one point they thought it's just the time of day, 12.30, that's when everything gets reset. And it turns out, no, there is someone performing it, a spirit yeah. inside uh, of Dr. Kim's daughter, but nonetheless, the spirit of a dead child is performing a time loop is creating a loop for the redemption of his father and then in,
1: in, in palm springs we see that she is able to extend beyond the normal time travel loop by staying awake and that it just resets essentially when she falls asleep which was we talked about but really when you think about it is a strange concept that Everyone else's reset point is just totally different. Drives me, still yeah. drives yeah. me yeah, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: I still don't enjoy Palm Springs because of it. Like, I yeah. love that film, but I get to that moment and I just, my brain vomits.
1: Whereas in this, we could see a horrifying world wherein the taxi driver is in a coma for 40 years and finally oh, his yeah, heart yeah, gives yeah. out. And boom, we're back to this day again.
0: I think it's interesting as well to have to set up a time loop that relies on something that happened three years ago. So this time loop has been created because of a flat. And so we didn't get to my knowledge. There's no flashbacks in ARQ and there's no flashbacks in Palm Springs. There are flashbacks to moments within previous loops, but there's never a moment where you see what was Niles up to three years ago, mm. what was, or five years ago, or ten years ago, or one year ago. Sarah mentions in Palm Springs that she's been divorced, and it goes nowhere. It just yeah. needs, It's just a, a little character well, note for her. They could have flashed back to showing her, but it has no bearing on the film, in the same way that in ARQ, yes, Sarah and... Uh, uh, I think it's also Sarah in ARQ, uh, but either mom. way. <laughs> mother. Mother. Mother, <laughs> mother and Renton yeah. have have previous, they have history that has a mild influence on their interpersonal relations but doesn't affect the plot. Whereas in this, you have a loop going round and round and round and round as well as flashbacks to three years ago and, and reveals. So, I mean, it's a time loop film that also shows the past. I know they don't go to the past. It's not time travel to the past. But there is at least that. It's another feather in the bow.
1: It's also, I'm trying to think, but Palm Springs, we know Niles has been there for maybe hundreds of years we, we don't know for sure yeah, but yeah. he's been there a long time groundhog day i think some estimates have it be like 40 years others have it be like a thousand years then we've got arq where we don't know for sure but we know he's repeated in the film at least a dozen times and that that's in a grander loop of at least a dozen times so mm. hundreds and hundreds whereas this i think we're only in double figures in terms of actual number
2: of loops that happen yeah i counted I think, like I, think,
0: rough, I counted like roughly 10 snaps yeah and then i gave up because i was enjoying the film too much
2: yeah. I, I think we're seeing what's how many loops there are i think what you see in the film is what there's the no secret ones yeah, no secret miss. ones or there's none that are happening you know like behind the scenes that we don't see like in yeah.
1: primer there's a few things that could happen behind the scenes mm. where he's at the party or it could happen in a wanna we don't know yeah in this film we see every single
2: one yeah
0: it's interesting i mean I just, I I was just thinking, like, why Haru brings his dad back? Does Haru, the spirit of Haru, also share the the spirit, baby spirit of Haru, knows about the knows about uh, Minchul and knows about Doctor Kim and what they did, and so is also sharing the time loop with them. I know why he shares the time loop with his dad because he doesn't want his dad to die. He wants to keep giving his dad a chance to not. Maybe he can
1: only give his dad a chance if it's happening to the others as well. Maybe mm. he has a limited amount of power as a spirit and his only amount of power he has is he can tie it to his dad's death and he can loop in these two other people. And that's kind of where he... I mean, he, remember, he was a child. Mm. His understanding probably ends there as well. He just mm. knows he doesn't want dad to be evil. It's
0: just interesting. Like You could have a movie where he extends it not to Dr. Kim and Minchul. He extends it to... Minchel's wife and the daughter oh yeah and it's those two wondering why do we keep being killed by this guy yeah why do we keep being killed? and they find out what their husband and father did respectively i'd
1: watch that film actually that would be a good yes
0: uh uh yeah i mean there's there's flexibility within it i think Mm. which is you know i really umdenard about how much i would consider this a time travel film but i really do think that as we've spoken about kind of it and I will say it's a time loop film, and we know there's almost a little yes. bit of special. We always rules get for time there, loop. Yeah. yeah, it always gets a bit. So, because if this was a time travel film, not a time loop film, I might be a bit harsher. But as a time loop film, you almost feel like you can give it a bit of leeway in certain ways. And what are you more willing to give leeway to than a one and a half hour film that was very enjoyable?
1: It oh, yeah. flew by as well. Yeah, I, I remember I paused at one point to write a few notes. I looked at the screen and thought, I'm fifty minutes
2: into this film. Yeah. I can't believe how quickly that's gone by. Mm. So Scott, you renamed it. Does anybody have a meal for it this time?
0: I do. You and do. I'm very if, happy if with it. If it's chicken pasta. <laughs> 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 no, I do, and I'm very happy with it because it came it came straight to me. So at what is, stage
2: whilst you were watching?
0: About halfway. Cool. About halfway, not mm-hmm, gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I uh, it's a time loop film, okay? It goes uh, it's something. So uh, the 2017 film, A Day. You, uh, uh, the, the events of the film, they happen over and over. They happened, you know, multiple times. It's something, I think, like, it's something that we, we all liked. Something that you would happily have again. Something that, But it also wasn't very high maintenance. It wasn't a, a highly structured film or something very complicated. It was quite simple. So it's just something quite simple that happens over and over again that we all like. I think A Day is refried beans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the refried is a great one for time loops. I'm yeah, very is, happy yeah, with that it's as well. Chicken, and just, you know, refried. over, and over. Yeah. But also, yeah, I, it sounds like I'm describing something bland, but it's mm. not bland. What I'm describing is like an, a mildly all-purpose that doesn't have a an exaggerated taste. It's refried.
1: awesome. It's easy. It's, it's filling.
0: Useful. It's, you know, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, very rewarding to eat. It <laughs> is, yeah. yeah. And this film was tasty, rewarding. Digestible. Digestible. Like, yeah. I thought it was great. Enjoyable, not very long, well-acted. And like not no one's gonna turn around and be like, oh, I had to work so hard to understand that film or I was I just it lost me or anything like that. No. Mm. Time loop film. Just just go for it. Just enjoy it. Yeah. You know, yeah, great. And so guys, that brings us to the final job we've got, ranking this bad boy ranking it as a time travel film this is really hard uh, i i am right there with you i think <sighs> it is a tricky one now just to recap uh, uh we have uh, this is our fourth episode the rankings as they stand in ascending order in third place we have mega time squad in second place we have time cop and in top spot we have the time machine i feel like if you push the the enjoyment and the acting and all that stuff to the side and we just talk about the time travel and the the way it's executed, what they present I don't see a world in which this can go any higher than bottom and that's only, that's not because it's not good and it's not because it's not secure and strong but I when I think of the other three films they feel like more time travel films to me, they feel like more of a time travel film than this, than, than a day and there is more care put into the time travel as opposed to the emotions behind the time travel or the reveal of the time travel something that i feel like and i'm i'm looking so forward to your guys because i i stand to be corrected and i could easily change i could flip on a dime because i did i enjoyed it and i like the the the, i like the nature of this time loop but i just when i compare it to the other three my gut is telling me those other three films are not just more time travel but also better by proxy of being of wanting it more, caring about it more, and showing it more. Um, not just the, the not just the time travel, but the causes of it, the 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 rules behind it, the way it's done, how it impacts multiple characters across the film. And I mean, there's no way this goes above the time machine. Uh, uh, please tell me, Adam, what do you think? What's, what's your gut telling you?
2: I'm in a really weird place with this because I think out of the four that we, well the, the other three that we've watched so far. I think this is probably one of my favourites. <laughs> I'm, fi- I'm in a really bad place because I I really wanted to say, well, it's not as good as Time Cop. I don't know if I really think that, though. I know that this isn't the most technical time travel film by our rules, but Time Cop is messier with its time travel. And I think that bugs me a little bit because I love Time Cop so much. I had such a good time rewatching it, and I... I I think it is a time travel film through and through, which is what it's got over on this. But I just think there's just something in the back of my mind that says, even though it's not technically as good, I, I enjoyed it more from the time loop point of view. James, you're going to have to jump in here and give me your views. Cause yeah, because okay. I'm, I'm staring daggers I, I at you. absolutely I'm no. staring daggers at I, I, you. Because
0: <laughs> you're talking about above Time Cop, like it should go no, number two. I'm, well, I'm, gonna, I'm not Number really, two out I of four.
2: Let me make this clear. I don't think it should be above Time Cop. I do. I'm
1: going to jump straight in here now. Go on, yeah. Anytime I watch something that's sci-fi, I get thrown out of it when the science goes lally. And similarly, whenever I watch something with time travel, I really get thrown out of it when the time travel goes do-lally. So time cop had so many flaws in the time travel for me where things just didn't quite work out mega time squad even more so (laughs) maybe the most of any of the films we've watched so far the time machine does have a fair few that are a bit iffy but honestly like the time travel is pretty solid in that film there's not a single fault i could have with the time travel in this film the only problem with it is that it's a loop but we've sort of collectively agreed that time loops are time travel.
0: I think they are. You are traveling backwards. Yeah, yeah. so it's,
1: it's backwards time travel, like just repeated yeah. backwards time yeah. travel. You could have a time loop film where it's someone who has a, a kind of Bernard's clock style watch that they just at the end of every day go, no, nah, I wasn't happy with that. Back to the start again. It would still be a time loop film. It would just be for, through a time machine. I think the time travel was great in this. I think the moral message was great in this. I think it could only be delivered with time travel. Because there's no science for me to be angry with. There's no problems with the time travel for me to be angry with. (laughs) There's nothing in this film that I disliked. And really what does the rankings for me is how much I don't dislike the film.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ. And
1: (laughs) And because there's nothing in this film that I dislike, this is currently... My number two, because I can't... I mean, whilst I loved this film way more than The Time Machine, which is, let's face it, it's like a shit film, I, I can't say that the time travel was better in this, because at least in The Time Machine, he's doing both. He's backwards and forwards. But this is, to me, better than Mega Time Squad and better
0: than Time Cop. I don't think absence of bad is the way to look at it. I think presence of good is the way to look at it, because absence of bad is a just a very negative way of looking at like all 12 films but also be like absence of there's gonna be a lot of bad time travel films you know there's gonna be a lot of bad so absence of bad is one thing but absence of bad by proxy of there just being absence feels a bit of a cop-out
1: well that's why i said the opposite for the time machine so the time machine has some some crap in it but ultimately the time travel is what pulls it ahead of the other films unfortunately whereas this film There's nothing... The time travel is solid. There's nothing wrong with it. It's time loop for sure, but there's nothing wrong with it. Story's great. The Story could only take place with time travel. They do some weird and interesting stuff with extending where the loop is. What causes the loop? So I think it doesn't have any of the faults that I see with Mega Time Squad or with Time Cop. I don't think it has as many of the positives as i see with the time machine and that's why i think it's number two for me
0: time cop is the one that i'm iffing and eyeing about i'm totally fine with it going above mega time squad genuinely Uh because mega time squad there's also not a lot there and it's also a bit mystical bracelet we don't care how the bracelet works i will say though i'm gonna meet you james i'm okay with it going into two on the basis that you mentioned and i I, i'd i'd forgotten i you know and I'm I wanted it in four, so I feel like going it into two. I'm it's a big jump. I'm surprised at myself right now. Mm-hmm. When you said they extend the time loop, yes, okay. There's more. There's stuff there. Okay, yeah. I'm thinking in line of devices and tropes and diagrams and science. And I I, it and I acknowledged how refreshing it is to not have it be scientific. And I I stand by that. Mm. But I think on on a whole, much like I came to terms with Back to the Future 1 being better than Back to the Future 2, even though I consider Back to the Future 2 to be more of a time travel film. It's the difference between more of and better than. And we're ranking for better. We're not ranking for there's just more. If the list is what has the most time travel in it, time cop is number one. Oh, yeah. A Day is number four. And I feel like that's where I've come from with putting it at number four. And I do have a little bit of work to do in my brain to adjust to just because there's more doesn't mean it's better. Even though you're happy when there's more and sad when there's less. Yeah, that's me. Um, so I'm I'm okay for it to go in number two. I think we all agree of the four. This is the one you would watch again. Make a Time Squad is a close second because it does have some rewatchability. Very very affable, and both are very both, both are very recommendable.
2: Just out of a quick question, if uh, the doctor in this had done the splits at any point. Would that have convinced you otherwise?
0: Oh, a bit of nude buttock, like top spot. Keep those parts apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, eggs. honestly, if Samantha <laughs> Mumba was on the crossword, <laughs> I would have, I would have been really into it. Um, guys, what a, what a really interesting uh, yeah, chat. Yeah, very genuinely. interesting. A uh, little, little bit of. I came into this one a little trepidatious, a little bit, you know, uneasy on, on uneasy ground. But I feel like we've we've navigated that ground really well, and I feel I like this movie now, having spoken about it, and I feel more confident in its in its rightfulness on our list, having having spoken about it with you guys. And I'm glad that like you talked me down from the ledge of fuck it, put it on put it in fourth place. I we, feel good. I <laughs> that's feel a good. big jump. Yeah. Have
2: we ever had a film that's jumped two spaces in our conversation?
1: Uh, I, well, I mean, we've had a film that's jumped from. Uh, the pits of hell to <laughs> at least being one that we would say <laughs> You yeah, can what? Fuck yeah, we have. Yeah, you know so, what that is. And I would say that was a bigger jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I do. I do also think we all have a little bit of work to do ourselves on what we consider time travel and time loops because we always disparage a time loop,
2: even though we all yeah, agree yeah, it's time think, travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're always our hotly contested ones.
0: I don't know why. Maybe it just feels a bit cheaty. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Then. And that brings us to the end of uh, "In Soul to Save a Soul," the refried beans of the list, uh, guys. Thank you so much. I have ended uh, it so sweaty, by the way. <laughs> I'm so warm. It got really. It is warm. In here for it is warm. Yeah. It is warm. And so, like the refried beans, we have all become. It's time to to hop out of the frying pan and into someone's mouth, uh, uh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> end. <laughs> yeah, just hard cut. Just hard end. cut. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> And beautiful listener, that brings to a close another episode of Time Travel Film Club. Thank you, as always, for listening in. If you'd like to share TTFC with people on an airplane or or perhaps your doctor, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening via Apple or Spotify, we'd be hugely grateful if you could leave us a rating or review. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Please email timetravelfilmclub at gmail.com with opinions, questions, recommendations and anything in between. Next time around, it's yours truly stepping up to the plate with 2015's Project Almanac, which you can find uh, for rent on Amazon, on iTunes. It's in a bunch of places, to be honest. Until then, love from the past. See you in the future.